talking season recaps a little bit um i guess i mean we kind of just we have a spreadsheet and we kind of just put some questions down so i don't know how we want to do this i mean nothing nothing we ever do is going to be structured so well i mean exactly you know how we roll so i mean shit we can just choose somebody and start firing off questions and kind of go from there so all right sam I mean, you're, I, you're sam you're at the top of the spread list or spreadsheet so, okay let's do it um, let's do it first question here after showing some flashes in 2020 <laughs> what do you think was the biggest reason for dj struggles this season hmm. um i think i think the biggest thing is probably probably his mechanics or lack thereof um you know his feet are almost never pointed towards the target. His his release is really strange. He takes the ball all the way back. So I think a lot of that. It's, that's like, it's like Tim Tebow. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very times five in <laughs> size. Right. It's. I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's there's something about the way he throws the ball that's just really ugly, um, and it and it makes him really inconsistent with accuracy so I mean he can throw it a mile but he can't throw a spiral when he can't he can't hit like a refrigerator from five yards sometimes <laughs> um and I honestly think it's a lot of it has to do with mechanics but during the middle of the year you got to think about it like coaches the quarterback's coach isn't going to work with you on fundamentals when you get to college like he's got you for the season and for spring ball when you're going through practices like during the summer when you got to work on mechanics like you got to go find somebody else to do that like you go to, you know, Jordan Palmer or whoever else. So it's kind of one of those things that's almost like I don't I don't understand how he was so good in high school despite it. And then even in 2020, I think we had better players around him, no doubt. Because with Travis Etienne in there, they're loading the box. Everything outside is one-on-one covered. Where this year, Sid, like y'all did, where you drop eight, NC State did it. You drop eight, rush three guys at him. Our offensive line's not great. You can get pressure with it. And you drop eight guys into his own, he has no idea what's going on. So I think it's a combination of things. The fact that his mechanics suck and he has no accuracy. The fact that everything's not one-on-one outside with Amari Rodgers and Cornell Powell anymore. And then just the fact that your offensive line still isn't very good. So I think 2020, the two games we saw him, I mean, that's as good as you could hope for. He literally had to do nothing else but stand back there, look at a receiver, and throw it, you know. It's kind of like Ohio State, how their offense looks when it's running well. Yeah. Like the first reads open all the time. And he didn't have that this year. So I I I think it's a combination of things again, but I don't I don't think I would have ever guessed it would have been this bad. Because like last year against Boston College, I talked about how he, he couldn't make throws like to his left. Anytime he threw to his left, his feet were off and he just sailed it. 
So stuff like that, it's not like we didn't see it, but I don't know. I would have never in a million years imagined he would have been as bad as he was. So you you don't think it's a developmental issue? I mean at, – At Clemson? On the one hand, yes, um, because I think – I think schematically we're, we're we're just behind, and I don't know how much of that's Tony Elliott. I don't know how much of that's going to change with Brandon Street or like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not it's not exactly broken what we do. Like we've been winning games with it, we still are, even though we suck at it. So I think schematically we're behind, but I also think to the point that I was just mentioning about how like fundamentals that's kind of stuff that you need to work out like in high school, like the kind of stuff that when you get to college you're you're more focused on games, not not necessarily the fundamentals of of the position like that. So I don't know how much of that kind of stuff really goes on. I assume some. I mean, you practice every single day. It's possible not to, but I don't know if that's ever really a focus. So I think basically I'm just saying that let's let's give Brandon Streeter a few years and then see what his offense looks like because at the same time you have to realize that Brandon Streeter was the guy that was there for all but Deshaun's freshman year. He was there when Kelly Bryant, we made him into a winning quarterback. I mean, he was there for Trevor. You, I don't think you can say Trevor got worse. He, he might not have gotten better from the time he got to Clemson until the time he got to Jacksonville, but I don't think he ever got worse. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think development's always a concern, but I'm kind of just wait and see, and then we'll see what Streeter does because it's a concern, but like I said, at the same time, he's he's put two really good quarterbacks in the league and hadn't ruined them. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think it's easy to fall behind on the scheme thing when you're ta- – I mean, at a certain point, talent <laughs> outmans scheme. Right, and, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, so <laughs> what y'all were doing with the talent you had – then you get to a point where you get a little bit of a drop off and DJ's arguably more than a little bit of a drop off, but um, then, then your scheme because all of a sudden, okay, we're a little stale or whatever. So, I mean, I think it's just kind of one of those things that just comes up on you quicker than you think. You only got really a couple of games of good action of DJ and he looked good and you're thinking, right, okay, he looked great. Yeah. But I mean, he also had a hell of a supporting <laughs> cast around him and all that. Definitely. So, so, I mean, I think that's just going to happen. I think it's also interesting that in terms of the scheme thing, like how in August we were talking about how when Justin Ross got cleared, he was coming back and he was working in the slot and we had all these (laughs) receivers doing different things. So it was almost like we were, we were about to open it up like same way we had been doing with Trevor, like just run whatever the hell we want because he can make all the throws. Right. And it's like, we were planning to do that. And then by the time we couldn't score against y'all, it was like, okay, well, Something's got to give. Then we go to NC State and get beat, and they're like, okay. Now is when we really got to, like, scrap the whole throwing the ball thing and yeah. go back to the basics. So I think there could have been a lot more shown schematically because at that time we didn't really know how bad he was. Like, even now talking <laughs> about it, I don't think it's really sunk in quite how bad he was. <laughs> and, it's you know, just funny just, to be at this point talking about how bad he is. Because... Right. It's, it's almost comical. Nobody could have seen that coming. I mean, no. we're, we were talking well, about it's not like, even it's not even bad. It's it's dog shit. Like, <laughs> it's it's worse, so it's, it's so worse f- than bad. Right. If you if you look at what teams 
and average quarterbacks were able to do against our defense this year, and DJ couldn't. And then yeah, you look at this, the rest of the body of work, you're like, bro, this some something happened. <laughs> something and you got, know what? I don't know. The craziest part is that you can say Georgia Tech was one of his best games of the year. It was his best game in terms of completion percentage. He threw for like 125 yards, <laughs> but he was at 70% completion, didn't turn the ball over. He fumbled it. That's all he did. He fumbled, he fumbled it, but he had some he had some rushing yards. That's what I'm saying. Like that's how bad he was that that game was <laughs> could be argued as his best. It's insane to me. If we would have if we would have started <clears throat> If someone would have told me in, in you know, July, August that um, that Stetson Bennett would, would have a better year than DJ, I would, probably would have bet the house. Well, yeah, <laughs> buddy. Because JT is the starter. The Heisman odds at the beginning of the year were JT and DJ. Yeah. Yeah. The two highest. Seriously. And Bryce were, Young. And Bryce Young. And Bryce Young's the only one sitting like, damn, dog, where'd y'all? What happened to y'all? <laughs> and my boy Spence. Oh, and Spencer, oh, yeah. true. true. Yeah. What a, 2021 still, was a year of people falling off a cliff. Still, <laughs> Bryce Young's looking around that room before, like, what the fuck happened to y'all? Yeah, and he's looking yeah. at Aiden and be like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> but no, literally, while we're, while we're talking about how bad DJ was, I think I threw this one out at the end of the podcast last week. But um, so in terms of QBR, like the NFL has a uh, – has their own sort of quarterback rating that's like one to a hundred, um, but obviously in college they have one that goes to like three hundred or something crazy. Um, yeah, and a good quarterback is basically around like one hundred and fifty to two hundred. That's sort of what we would consider an average quarterback to be. Now in the Power Five, also to be eligible for quarterback rating, you have to have at least fourteen passes per game in that season. So basically, however many yards or however many attempts you have divided by however many games you played, you got to have at least 14 to qualify because they're trying to count starters. Um, so statistically, DJ was the worst starting quarterback in Power Five. <laughs> and I would argue like, he might have like been the dead worst. last? I'm getting there. Not dead last, but very close. Um, and I would argue he might have been the worst quarterback in FBS, period, including all the group of five schools. And quarterback rating, the one I just told you about, where 150 to 200 is normal, or average for a quarterback, DJ had a, a final QBR on the season of 108.7. To let you know how low 108.7 is below that 150, because it's kind of like the SAT. The score really means nothing, which kind of bothers me. But nonetheless, in that statistic, DJ was 118th out of the uh, 124 quarterbacks that qualified. Oh, my God. So there were, there were only six quarterbacks out of 124 in the country that had 14 attempts per game that were statistically worse than DJ. Now, here's the other thing. DJ was the only one that low that had more than 250 attempts, and DJ had nearly 350. So a lot of these guys were guys that started the season, played awful, got benched, but had a couple hundred pass attempts under their belt. So we're talking that kind of stuff. Um, there were – okay, so here we go. He finished 40th in the nation in attempts, like I was saying. Um, of the top 50 in attempts in the country, so we're talking about Bailey Zapp, guys that are airing it out. Of everybody in the top 50, only two guys had a lower completion percentage than DJ 
none had fewer touchdowns. So basically, of the guys that threw the ball all the time, DJ was the worst. <laughs> so basically, if you're if you're not better than DJ, you got benched already. We asked one question, and this this episode turned into the roast of DJ. <laughs> I just had to get this off my chest. I just had to get this off my chest because that's the thing. It hasn't sunk in how bad he was. Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, he's not playing very well. He's not playing very well. <laughs> and I'm watching y'all's teams, and the quarterbacks are completing passes. And I'm like, hmm, well, something's up here. This don't look like Trevor Lawrence at all. So, all right, I'm off that, though. So, so y'all, went from, just, y'all went from the best quarterback to the arguably, worst. Arguably. Yeah, to the worst. That's crazy. All right. So, Unreal. Moving on. Let's go. Let's get another question. Let's bring up something different. Jacob, you want to ask another one? Or? Um, well, if we want to go off offense for a second here. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I just to want to go for it. <laughs> well, just, you the know, floor is yours. there weren't a lot of, I feel like, and this is, isn't like disrespect, but like Clemson defensive players. No, with no, like it's, it's disrespect like you know in like headlines and stuff like getting awards and stuff like that i mean andrew booth is like a first round pick and stuff like that but i just wanted to know like who the who like the three top defensive players in your opinion from this past season were and it doesn't have to be like based on stats just like from it could just be the eye test or whatever <laughs> it may be um so Brissy was hurt for basically the whole year right. so i'm not yeah. going to count him in this I'm yeah i'm going to count him in that um so you have to go Miles Murphy um, as one of them. These are in no particular order, by the way. Um, I mean, Miles Murphy finished with seven sacks to lead the team. He was second on the team in uh, quarterback pressures with 12. I mean, I, honestly, he was he was a stud as a freshman against the run. Didn't have a whole lot going against the pass. He could run through some people. Just kind of expected a little more pass rush to be added to it. Um, but still, I mean – He's a beast. Like, he gets double teamed all the time. Yeah. So, he's definitely one of the three best. Uh, Trenton Simpson has to be up there as well. Um, you know, behind Skowski and Spectre, he was third on the team in snaps and tackles, I believe. Um, just a ton of tackles for loss. He's really, really natural at blitzing. He covers out in space. He'll, he'll get out in the nickel and cover slot receivers and tight ends. Like, you just move him around and you just see 22 out there. I mean, he just looks like an NFL player. Yeah. Because uh, he's bigger than everybody and he's faster than everybody. Um, so those are definitely two. And then three, I mean, three has to be Skowski. It has to be. I mean, he leads the team in snaps and tackles. When he's on the field, we don't mess up. Like, yeah. There's no way he's not in the top three for this season. Yeah. He's the heart and soul of the defense. Absolutely. Finished with 100 tackles. Started every game. Was the only player on the defense to start every game. That's hard. I mean, that's just what he does, though. He's been there for a decade. Yep. <laughs> like, it's his job. I would say, He's... after after uh, eight seasons, your ninth <laughs> one should be pretty good. <laughs> He's tenured. Yeah, he's got that retirement, NCAA retirement. 100%. He's probably, he's probably already a grad assistant. Yeah. So – on another kind of positive note, I, I put in there, I just wanted to ask, like, 
you're sitting here thinking about technically, I mean, I guess you could consider it a down year, the struggles on offense, all that. What's like one thing that Definitely. you can sit it's one thing you can sit here and think of like a major positive to come out of all this for next season. Um to be honest with you, I think it's just the fact that we never we never quit. Because it's like four and three after the pit game, the wheels could have fallen off. Yeah. They could have. But I mean we had a bye week, and then we go play Florida State at home. Got that one out. You got one out at Louisville, you know. And then by the end of the year, you're hammering Wake Forest and, and South Carolina. You know, you win a bowl game. So, it's kind of like you end on 10 wins. But, like like you said, I, I mean, it's got to be considered a down year just because of playoff has kind of become the expectation. But I think yeah. the fact that once playoff was out of the discussion, that – they still they were still playing hard. Like DJ sucked, but he was still trying, you know? That is true. Yeah. Kobe, Kobe Pace and Will Shipley said, just give me the rock. Yeah. It could it, it would have been easy for y'all to be out get out of the conversation and then just kind of lose, you know, go end up end up like eight and five or something. Just because yeah. just because the team and, doesn't care anymore. But you know, hey. And for one oh, of yeah. those teams that that preaches like culture or this, culture that, like that's when you really you see if it's for real or not. So oh, that was, was nice. tested more than ever. So that was that was nice to see because you never know. Like, I mean, you have players for three or four years. Like, it's a different roster all the time. Yeah. Like, more so than we probably even realize, especially now with Transfer Portal. It's about to get even crazier. <laughs> so some of that stuff you'll never even notice. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing, that we didn't yeah. quit. Yeah, I think that's what I was going to say. I think – at the end of the that year. 10 wins, because 10 wins seemed like it mattered to them. Nobody opted out of the bowl game. I mean, yeah. really just we just went hard. Yeah, I was going to say, just for a, like an outsider just sitting here thinking, okay, it's a down year, looked like shit on offense, whatever. And then <laughs> you look at the record and it says 10 and three. Yeah, like, we're, we're due. We're, we won 10 games with the worst quarterback in the country. Yeah, I think there's I, the I, second, second best defense in the country. Yeah, we. I mean, we had a, we had a, we had one of those defenses that you won a trophy with. Yeah, our defense was that good. Yeah. So, I hate that we wasted it. You know, Trevor really should have stayed. In hindsight, he could have <laughs> made thirty million off of NIL money. He could have. It would have been no problem. And it would have been great for Clemson because then we could say, "Look at how much Trevor Lawrence made." Yeah. You're not gonna make this, but look at how much he made. <laughs> Shoot, I was going to say he wouldn't have to be at Jacksonville if he stayed. But um, they got first pick again. Um, I was I'm about sorry. to say, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> hey, but let's not – let's be real. Look at what DJ made. <laughs> so, look what you can go make if you're you're not just yeah, absolutely – DJ's got so long legs. I guarantee DJ ain't going to be on no commercial next year. <laughs> Bo Angley's like, we, we about took a damn <laughs> hit on that shit. That was the worst return on our investment. They were like, they're like, thank God we didn't approve that Hawaiian chicken sandwich. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, man. You know how crazy it would have been if Big Cinco went, went stupid, though? I mean, I was kind of riding with that nickname. Like, it sounds so cool. And I just you, wanted them to be really good. But, you know. At this point, do you think it's – like a realistic possibility that he comes out next year and lives up to his potential, or is he just officially a bust? Um, he he will never be what I expected him to be in August of this of last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like leading up to it after that two game stint in 2020, he will never be that. I've already said <laughs> that. Yeah, but he, he can be. He threw for like, like 800 yards in those two defense. games. Right. No, no interceptions. <laughs> Only had a few throws where he's like, mm, I don't know about that one. But here's the thing how Sid talks about their defense at Tech, just get me middle of the pack. We won 10 games with you being the worst. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> you think that defense is going to be the same, though? With BB gone, that's the question. Hey. They got they Look got the ball game though. I mean, we got the same players. That's what they got Rain Man, to. bro. They got Rain we Man. Got Rain <laughs> man <dog. laughs> you disrespectful because y'all lost Dan Landon. You butt hurt. Y'all didn't get Rain Man. I know. I, I know. They got their own Rain Man, Will Muschamp over there. <laughs> bro, bro. I knew Jacob. It didn't take but 10 seconds. I put on the, the thing. Uh, of questions, Jacob, are you still a Will Muschamp stand? And he took it away before I could even hardly fucking finish. The <laughs> He's real sensitive about that. Uh, that Muschamp talk. Oh man, yeah, that's his daddy, bro. He loves him. Whoa, whoa, no. <laughs> yeah, whoa. Okay, absolutely. Look, not. Moving on, moving on. Let, <laughs> let's let's do let's do one more for question, and then we'll. Yeah, well, I know, I know you. You know, <laughs> you got some. You pulled some stats for it, and it's. <laughs> quite profound um the the turnaround your offense profound. did but yeah right. just what where, where was where was the turning point for the offense what what did they do differently you know good Sid you your your question will segue nice into this one about the positive moment of the season how we didn't quit so I I went and looked at it so we went on a six game win streak in the year right so I went and looked at it because obviously we got a little bit better as the season went on Finally started to play okay. Defense was solid all year. So I went back and looked at it. Um, so the first – I threw out the South Carolina State game because obviously they don't count. That's like playing the high school down the road. <laughs> um, and DJ and DJ still threw a pick on a screen pass. I can't – um, <clears throat> So the first six games against FBS opponents, we were three and three. Um, our average passing yards a game – was 161.8. We were averaging 129 yards rushing. So total offense, 290. Not good. I would say a normal threshold for a college game is about 350. Yeah. Probably about a good game. About 350, 400 would be a good game. Anything above that, you went stupid. Um, we were averaging 63 plays a game on offense. Third downs, um, we were 28 of 82. That's basically a third. We were at 34%. And we were averaging scoring 15 points on offense. 15. That's crazy. <laughs> Our defense, though, averaging allowing up, uh, giving up uh, 350 a game. They were giving up 41% on third downs. So not really going well for us in either direction right there. Um, but our defense had, was only allowing 13.8 points a game. So we were scoring 15, but we were giving up 14. And that's how we won those three games. And that's how we margins. lost three games. Yeah, because we could not score. Seven points would do you in. Um, but then after we lost against Pitt, like I said, when we had that bye week, we came out against Florida State and scored 30. That was the first time all season we had scored more than 19 points. So the final six games where we go 6-0, and our – Average offensive output, total offense, was up to 403. That's up 112 points or 112 yards from the first six games of the year per game. 
plays, we were running 12 more offensive plays a game. On third downs, we were up 2%. We were up to 36%, so not a whole lot of movement there. But points four, we were from 15.1 up to 33.6. So we're up 18 and a half points. So basically 17 points in a game up on average. Um, and our defense, they were averaging giving up 270 yards a game. That's down 83 from the first six. Averaging giving up 30% on third downs, down 11% from 41. And points against, they were at 15.1. So they dropped, they dropped a point or two, but basically the defense stayed elite. So, I mean, again, you look at it. We were up 65.6 running yards a game. Everything in the second half of the season got better. So when shit kind of hit the fan, not only did we come out against Florida State and look a little bit better, but we kept it going. And mainly it was because we said, hey, Pace, Shipley, we're about to, like, y'all want to tote this thing about 20 times? You know, we'll give you 15. We'll give you about 10. And that's what we did. And that's how we had to win. Yeah. So – I mean, you could you could just see that progression through the season, giving the, yeah, the running backs more the touches. Offensive line, offensive line somehow got better, and and a lot of that I don't know what it was, but you know, all you, know, you love to in. see it. You love to see it. They were all in. Thirty to zero. <laughs> all in Columbia. Okay, moving on. All <clears throat> in Columbia. I got one more. I got one more question. Okay. Um, because I love my running backs. After watching the two, the two youngins in their I think, freshman, I think I, I think Kobe Pace is better right now. Okay. I do. I do. I, I know exactly where you're going with this. That was my answer. I think when, that was when my Kobe opinion. Pace runs the ball, so mm-hmm. Will Shipley runs hard. Will Shipley runs really hard, and Will Shipley has good vision. But Will Shipley right now does not have quick feet. He gets tripped up by the grass. Stuff like that happens. Um, Kobe Pace doesn't do that. And Kobe Pace also runs hard. I think Shipley's a little bit faster. But Kobe's got quick feet. So you put him in the hole, he might run through you. He might chop. He's he's patient. But his vision isn't as good as Shipley's. Shipley will cut that thing back. Pace doesn't really do that. But Pace will, again, Pace will put his shoulder down. So right now I think Pace is probably the better running back. But I think Shipley – I think Shipley gives you more because once Shipley gets that, it's not like he's not – he just looks kind of stiff. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Do you all agree with that, though? Yeah. He just, he just looks like he should, but he doesn't have a ton of wiggle to him. Um, but I think I think he'll add that. I mean, as bad as Travis Etienne was at catching his freshman year to becoming what he was, I mean, he can get on, like, the little ladder drill and, and get quick feet. I hope. So we'll see though. I like the one-two punch though, because this is hell. Because they both run hard. So I'm all about it. But I, but yes, I think I think your pace is better at this very moment. Well, there you go. We got any more questions? No. Any, anything else you want to say about the season, Sam? Um, no, I think that that pretty well covers it. To be honest with you, <laughs> I took thirty minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Do we want to talk about the national champs? 
I think we have to. The Georgia Bulldogs? I feel like we should save this for last. Save Georgia for last? Yeah, Vinny, what do you know. think? I, I kinda wanna I kinda wanna hear about tech. We haven't heard about tech in a while. Yeah. All right. That works too. We'll keep it in the ACC. We'll do our little Packer and Durham roundup here. <laughs> so um so yeah, we'll just we'll just get right into it, if you don't mind. Um so in your opinion, um, what do you think went wrong with the offensive line? Because Coming into the year, it looked like you had kind of pieced together, you know, a, a, a handful of good individual players, and you just sort of assume it it goes together well. But I don't know if it was injuries or guys just sucking or what the deal was. But I'm curious what you thought kind of went wrong up front. Yeah, so I mean, I thought we pieced together a decent little group to start the year. I knew we were going to be super um, low on depth when it came to that. So there wasn't much room for error there. And um, really to begin with, like Devin Cochran was pretty solid. We knew that we were, what we were going to get from him was a, you know, He's the, the Mandy transfer, right? Yeah. Played left tackle, super consistent. Um, okay. Pass blocker, really good run blocker. No, I'm sorry. Flop those really good in the pass protection. Not so great in run blocking, but I mean, he's a low draft grade quality offensive tackle major upgrade so we took him um guard position was just brutal uh ryan johnson he got 10 times worse this year and i don't Prince know what tennessee happened. previously yeah. right yeah yeah starter yeah. In tennessee, right yeah started the previous right. he started for us last year oh yeah um, best offensive lineman last year you said yeah and he was pretty damn solid like just average uh i mean not just not just like a stud but he was quality. Um, he wasn't getting blown up, wasn't missing a bunch of assignments. But this year, dude, he just got abused. Um, I think at one point he finished with like a 11 or a 12 PFF grade and uh, run blocking. I remember so that's when I not told what you are. Impressive in all the worst ways. In one of the games. And I don't know how that happens. <clears throat> but the the just regression that he made, I really can't explain it. Um I thought Jordan Williams could have played right guard. The hope was to have Kenneth Kirby, the Norfolk Southern transfer. Uh, that was a draft prospect um, to play right tackle and move Jordan into right guard. And we really would have solidified the guard position. But, it, um, of course, that didn't end up working out because two games into the year, Kenneth Kirby had a season-ending injury, leg injury or something like that, and never played again. So he's done for his career, doesn't get a medical waiver, nothing. So Jordan Williams played right tackle, thought he progressed a little bit, thought he had a decent year, um, definitely cut down on the pre-snap procedural issues he had and all that kind of stuff, blown assignments. Um, he's still the sophomore, just, right? Did you see yeah. the guy from Gainesville? Yes. So um, he was more of a developmental guy, but just a huge guy, kind of like a still a kid maturing in a, like a just a massive human being's body. So – I mean, there was that, that part where you're waiting for his athleticism and everything to kind of catch up. And I feel like it did. Um, he was pretty solid. I'd say he's definitely our second best offensive lineman. But it would have been ideal to have him at guard because uh, we, we had to move Mikey Minahan to um, center. He was going to be playing more of guard. Uh, uh, Andrew Cooper 
got or Kenny Cooper, sorry, got hurt and he's just had injuries the whole time. He he's like a fifth year guy. His whole career he's had injuries and he just can't stay healthy. And he's a pretty solid um interior offensive lineman as well. But when he goes down, you bring in, you move Mikey Minihan out of the guard position to center. And now you're looking at playing a, a, a former walk-on that played center last year at guard. And that was William Lay. And I mean, no matter what you want to say about it, that's just not a good situation to be in. So immediately you have no depth. You've got no quality depth to just plug and play these guys. And the offensive line just turned into kind of a shit show. It was really strange. Um, the offensive line obviously didn't look great in the opening game. We didn't start out on a good note. But they played better the whole year than what we could have done. Um, I think part of the reason why Pat No got fired is it's really come out now that he was more concerned about being balanced versus playing to our strengths and uh, key and choice. And um, even Dixon, to be honest, the wide receivers coach, they, they all were in agreement that we should have ran the ball a lot more. And if you look at all of our games, <clears throat> we're really balanced and, we don't have the personnel really to be balanced. We came from a running style offense. These guys are better, all better run blockers and pass blockers besides Devin Cochran. And we just, we would abandon the run. We'd go on drives where we, we didn't um, even attempt to run. We'd go three and out. And uh, it was just frustrating to see. I think the offensive line kind of got um, exposed just from a little bit of scheme issues and just injuries. So I would say it's a major injury problem um, is where it kind of started to go wrong. Don't have the depth. We just – we still don't have the depth. I mean, we're taking transfers, but we're trying to work on it. But when you lose two, three guys to injuries and you're plugging with walk-ons and then you're not running scheme that really um, helps you at all, I think that's just kind of where it went wrong, in my opinion. So, I don't know. Like, you look at the – North Carolina game and the success we had, I mean, obviously their defense isn't good, but we were more, much more run heavy. We did a lot on the ground. Kind of played to our strengths and just at times we get away from it. So I don't know. The offensive line is still, I, I told a lot of people and I, this has been my belief since we took over, but I knew it was going to be the offensive line would be the problem that we're still having in this transition years down the road. And it's still proven to be that it's just the toughest position to recruit. You could, you could argue this is a, but you would, you could argue it's a position that's the most depleted because from an option scheme, you got guys that are like six, three, two sixty five. They're out there chop blocking. Yeah. I mean, so you, you, had you don't guys, even have an offensive line coach really. Yeah. You had, we you had got one guys, specifically for that. We had guys on the roster that should not have been playing division one college football just because we needed bodies and that's what they were recruiting for that option offense. So when key takes over, I mean, he's not where he, he's not working with much and then he's trying to recruit and obviously it's tougher to recruit at tech. So we're taking more of these project style guys like wing green, who I think is going to be, end up being pretty good. They say he's looking better. Just take the big ones, (laughs) but his frame was just huge. And I mean, you just got to, He's like, I'm just trying to build these guys into what I what I think I can, but it's not going to happen overnight. So, I mean, yeah, I have a lot of trust in Brent Key, but if he goes out there and misses on a couple of these guys, I mean, it's just amplified versus if your wide receiver coach goes out there and two out of his four recruits in one class aren't worth the fuck, but the other two are pretty good. 
doesn't really matter. But on an offensive right. line, if you're missing at that that clip, it's it's crucial. So, I mean, I just think that's – people didn't realize how bad of a situation it was going to be. And when teams can just put eight in the box and dare you to sit back and throw it or pretty much – I mean, that's just what Georgia did. Georgia just was like, hey, we're just going to absolutely lock everything down. And with Jordan Yates, you're not going to – do any we're not going to move the ball so um offensive line is going to be an issue but like I said we're I know we won't get into it now but we're taking some recruits that I think um are instant upgrades and when it when you look at it and when it comes to taking a transfer if you look at it and say is this an instant upgrade and the answer is a clear yes then there's no question about taking the kid and I think that's what Paul Tio and Pierce Quick are so um we'll see and uh, what's his name? Committed yesterday. Transfer. Corey Gee. Oh, yeah, that's safety. I was just talking about offensive line, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm thinking about all the other transfers. Shit. We got – we're up to six now? Hassan Hall, Cargi, um, Hart, Amari Harvey from Auburn, Paul Tio, oh, yeah. Pierce, Pierce Quick. Um, so secondary and offensive line right now. Secondary offensive line. We still need a linebacker, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, offensive line. I got Ace. Ace is returning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would much rather have Quez Jackson back, but for whatever reason, he decided to clear for the draft. So um, going to the league. The one that I didn't want to leave left, and the one that I didn't really care to return is returning, but. We'll see. We do, we do get Tyson McGaz back from injury towards ACL, which – And we a, got to see Tatum at the end of the year. So, you put yeah. him and McGaz back there. Yeah. Uh, Tyson is – if you look at him, he just looks like a dude. Right, dude, that dude's got to be a player. I mean, he's fucking huge and can roll. So, uh, it really sucked to lose him with a torn ACL. But now we're talking about linebacker. But anyways, yeah, I mean – Yeah, This, this is bring, This is bringing up a lot of trauma I had – Stashed away. That's okay. This is why this is why we're doing this at the end of the year. We're gonna get it all out. Anybody else got a question? I would hope so. That was the first one. That was the first one. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you think Jeff Sims played better this year than he did last year? Like, do you think he took a step forward or progressed in any way? A hundred percent. I definitely think he took a step forward. Well, I mean. It's really tough because he was injured a lot more this year than he was last year. Yeah, um, but his stats were still better. He, this his year. stats were better. What he throw? He throw for fourteen hundred and some change. Yeah, um, his completion percentage was like right at sixty percent, which isn't like phenomenal, but much better than last year. Um, I think he threw what seven picks, 12, yeah. 13 touchdowns. Yeah, twelve uh, seven. 12 yeah 12 touchdowns and he had a rating of 139.3 I mean DJ was 108 and he was 139 so Jeff Sims was on the low end of that average and wow DJ wow now we're back <laughs> on DJ <laughs> um yeah I mean we gotta figure out the whole injury thing because like Jeff's the kind of guy that he's just got to be playing like when he's yeah. on he is on when he's on he's on um, and he's really in the North Carolina game. We brought him in cold. Off I was about the to say, brought him in cold off the bench, and he just took over. Looked like Lamar Jackson out there running around. 
and then he gets the slightest little UNC injury. had a habit of letting people do that, I believe. Yeah, it was bad. But that was also his first game back from injury. Like I, I think he kind of thought his job was about to get taken by Jordan because Jordan was just playing really not to lose you ball games. He wasn't turning the ball over, but nothing great. Yeah. But then Jeff came in. Like we weren't moving the ball against North Carolina. Jeff came in and we scored immediately and then put up close to 40 points or whatever it was. Or we did put up 40, put up like 45. And we're like, oh, shit, you know, with this kind of Jeff, we can we can do something. And then he gets a little injured. And his, everything goes out the window. It looks like he doesn't even want to be out there. Like, we watched the Miami game together. That son of a bitch couldn't throw the ball from here to the wall in front of me and hit it. And I knew the Miami game was about to come up. You're like, Jesus Christ, dude. What the fuck happened compared to last week? And it, it comes out he's got a little twinge ankle or something. Like, dog. He's got it, bro. It's like Chipper Jones at the end of his career. Yeah. He was out every night for a hangnail. <laughs> yeah. He had, a, he had a bruised toe. Well, I mean, Jeff didn't play the last two games. I mean, I don't know. That's just frustrating. What a child. But, a child. Yeah. But <laughs> so to answer your question, I think he did. I think he finally learned how to read defenses. I mean, he wasn't just getting bracketed into throwing picks and all kind of shit like he was his first year. Um, he wasn't just running around, throwing the ball around like he was still in high school. A lot of his picks still, because he's slow to get the ball out um, and gets tipped at the line. I had a lot of, like, in the freaking pit game to start that game, two picks in a row off tip balls on RPOs. Just kind of shit like that that's got to stop. But, I mean, I would say he took a step forward. But at some point, we got to get him in more than however many games he's played. Like, we, we need a full season out, dude. And part of it is when he's running, like, he just – I don't know if he just doesn't care. I, part of me is, like, this guy don't give a shit when he's out on the field. Like, he's had, like he could <laughs> care less if he's out there or not. But when he's running sometimes, dude, you're like, okay, get down, get down. And then he gets fucking rocked. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we could all see this come from a mile away. And then he gets up and acts like nothing happened. It's like, like I, don't, I don't know. It's hard to figure out because sometimes I'm like, feel different. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, I don't think he even cares what happens. And then sometimes <laughs> you're like, okay, this dude wants to live. This guy crazy. This man looks like Lamar out there, bro. But I don't know. I, I don't even know. I can't even give you a firm answer. I would say, yes, he took a step forward. But, um, Hopefully, now that we have a quarterback coach that I think is probably pretty decent, um, maybe that'll turn things around for him, and with a better offensive coordinator. So things are probably going to look pretty different. I guess while we're on the the progress from last year to this year, um, so Todd Stansbury had some some comments last month, basically saying that there were several competitive losses at the beginning of the year. That showed signs of progress. So I'm curious if you, if you look at 2021 and say, you know, if it was any better than 2020. So Todd Stanberg, Todd Stansberry kind of pisses me off, anyways. But the where I'm at with that is, he has val- a valid point as to if you look at these games in the fourth quarter, we're one score away, and we just can't get it done. And years past, by the fourth quarter, we were down 20 points. 
So I get what he's saying. Like these are competitive losses to besides Georgia, Notre Dame, and Pittsburgh. The last two games of the year, y'all quit. Oh yeah, those don't those don't count. Yeah, y'all played ten games. Yeah, I mean that's three and seven. It was just like that. That's so SEC of you. Jameer definitely quit. Hey, but um. Yeah, I think the whole team really – The Georgia game, that makes so much sense, though. They talked about he was injured and he had, what, one carry? Yeah, but he was standing there on the sideline with his helmet like he was ready to go in. Like he was but ready he to go over, over to Bama. He knew Georgia wasn't going to let him do anything. Bro, so he was every, like, all right, screw it. His first couple of carries, he had three guys on him every single time. Yeah. He, and it was he was just like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm yeah. out. And then he said he had a rib injury. But – I, he I called it, those he, three games. He called Nick Saban right then and there. <laughs> he said, Nick, bro, you see him? You got to see me, bro. <laughs> bro um, Nick Saban comes in like Drake on those memes where he's talking about saving strippers and all that. <laughs> Nick Saban and that kind of vibe. I don't want to get too <laughs> you don't far have, off You don't have to work here anymore, baby. <laughs> I don't want to get too too far off topic, but that man's about to go nuts uh, with Bamba. But um, anyways, back to Todd. Like outside of those three games, yeah, he's right. We we were in those games. We could have won them, every single one of them. Um, but still, the there's just certain things in coaching, and the defense was so bad. We're still a really fucking long ways away from being a good team. So yeah, he can sit there and say that. And I mean, part of it <laughs> is because his ass is what. I'm just I'm looking at y'all's schedule, and they're. That's true. I've never looked it's, at it, but so many like close it's not, games. It's not except good. except there, the last two competitive losses in there. <laughs> they quit. Those don't matter. We're three <laughs> and seven. There is there are some very competitive sevens well, in there. Look, we got up to Notre Dame and we looked at them, and then we looked, felt how cold it was up there, and we were like, mm. uh, "We got Gordon Yates at quarterback." Uh, they were uh, like, "And Georgia next week, man." Uh, this is <laughs> no. So. But yeah, I mean it's frustrating. So like I said, in a box score or in a like in a vacuum, you can look at it and say, yeah, he's right. But if you look at the tape, tells everything. And if you watch this team, we're still a long ways from being a good coached solid football team, and that's what's concerning. But like I said, you also have to realize is Todd Stansberry's ass is tied to this tenure any or this coaching staff, anyways. If Jeff doesn't work out, Todd's not going to stick around. I mean, he's gone too. So um, I think Todd also has a lot of pressure from major donors. Like that's especially the two, the two biggest donors in school history came out and said, we're looking for seven wins next year. Like, <laughs> Made it. Talk, talk about the AJC. Talk they didn't about, tell you, they told the AJC. Yeah. Talk about just putting it straight out there like hey seven wins or you're gone buddy like just sitting there going (laughs) fuck yeah so but i mean but that's part of it's his fault is we were we should have won more than three games this year no doubt we have a we we have enough talent to win more than three games especially in the acc but so for for him to play to to underperform that bad as a coach, he 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 used up any bit of goodwill he has for this next year, like this next yeah, year. No benefit of the doubt. Mar- yeah, margin of error, benefit of the doubt, whatever you want to call it, there there is none. So, I just think, natty or bust. 
Yeah. And, and even Jeff said it, if he, what he say? If you don't see the progress this team made, you just don't want to see it. Like, look, dog, we had um, baby Reggie Bush out there running for his life. <laughs> and I, you know, Jeff Sims in there every now and again, looking good and a fucking dog shit defense. Like, don't piss up my back and tell me it's raining dog. Like if I don't want to see the progress, no, there wasn't much progress. It doesn't look like anybody was really being coached. So I don't know. I think that's just all a bunch of PRBS. Um, of course he's going to say he saw progress, but I don't know. I, I didn't see much progress. And like I said, I was at, uh, all seven home games, uh, Two away games, so what, eight, nine games? <laughs> I mean, I saw a good bit of it, so maybe they at the games I didn't go to that we <laughs> lost, maybe they looked better. But from the TV on those couple games, they didn't look no better. So, I don't know. I don't really buy all that shit. So, to answer your question, no, I don't buy into his shit. <laughs> I That's love fair. how we just got straight to the point there. After rambling for 15 minutes, no, fuck Todd Sansbury. <laughs> All right, give me your best returning player really quick. That's tough. Um, I, I would have to say probably Dante. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. I like that. I, I'm, I mean, I think it really should be key on white. We never got to see him healthy. but Ooh, facts. Everybody that watched him practice, like prior to him getting tech, and then even at tech when he's still a little gimpy, they're like, he could be the most dominant defensive lineman tech's had on campus since Derek Morgan. That says a lot. So, I mean, if he's healthy and back to his self, I mean, he looks like an NFL player just standing on the sidelines. That doesn't do much for you. He big. If, if he's back to being healthy, and as disruptive as he was when he was at Old Dominion, um, it could easily be him because we don't we don't have any pass rushing presence. But um, if he's not and he's just a shell of what kind of what he was back to what we what we saw a little bit this year in two games or whatever, and he's hobbling around out there off a broken leg, it's like um, I broke my leg. <laughs> it's got to be Dante because. Where I am at with Dante is Jameer is 100% the more talented, athletic, whatever you want to call it, running back, all-purpose back. But inside the tackles, running the ball, I think Dante did better um, just being a straight, pure rusher. Like against Georgia, Dante ran the ball pretty decent towards the end of the game in the third quarter. Um, he, he hits the hole hard. He's tough to tackle. And, like, he just gets downhill. But obviously it, it sucks losing the production that you get out of Jameer and Jameer's like, you know, a once in a generation type player, but Dante's a really damn good running back. So I would say Dante, because we don't have a receiver. I mean, I think Leo Blackburn's going to be good. I know you said be short, but fuck, I'm going through, I'm, I'm like thinking about this on the, off the rip and I'd say Dante. That's it. I'll cut it. Fair. Bold. Bold. I like it though. I mean, did y'all have anybody different that you were thinking? No, I mean, I just kind of assumed it was going to be be Jeff Sims because he's kind of he's kind of make or break for you. I mean, oh. I'm thinking back to 
back to Sylvain will be back, won't he? Off of injury. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's guys like that that I was thinking maybe. You never know. Shit, yeah, Miles yeah. Brooks. I don't know. Hey, it's Love Miles now. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, my bro. I don't know how that works out, but we were on our All board right. one day. We were talking to someone said the Miles. I'm like, what the fuck y'all talking about? And then like. Uh, one of the guys, the mods had to get on there. It's like just to clarify, he goes by the miles now. I'm like, hey, well, I call him, call him whatever the fuck you want. Just don't. Honestly, that's sort just, of just that sort of stuff coming play. out of your DB room is what you want. <laughs> we need that. This, I mean, you got to have it. You got to have a couple of them. And they talk about Andrew Booth running around the whole facility like singing and stuff. Like you just got to have it at, at DB. Yeah, you got to have those wild cards. You got to have one. So, yeah, that's oh man, that was a bunch of trauma and just bad memories, bad vibes <laughs> that just came back to me. Now that I'm thinking about this past year, I was I was moving on to the off season, recruiting, transfers, all the good shit, and you bring me back. Now you're really there. Now you're really yeah. There. Now yeah. Now you're there. Yeah. Unless Davini, do you have any questions? <clears throat> um. Yeah. I can, uh, Secondly, what you just ended on, um, we know your running back room is solid. Uh, you just mentioned Dante. Um, but I don't really know uh, who the guy is out wide. Dude, who, do you think, who do you think? I mean, after watching the season, he, where's all your production going to come from out there? So that's really tough because we lose Kyrie McGowan. Um, Adonicus is transferring. I think he really just wants to go be the man somewhere. And I think he's athletic enough to do it. But um, Malik, uh, he just wasn't consistent enough. Um, he'd show up and then you're not that go. guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, Malachi Carter is kind of the same way. Like he can high point the ball really well. Like sometimes he'll just snap and then sometimes he'll just drop the ball and you're like, dude, you suck. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I, I think at slot receiver, the guy's going to be Malik Rutherford. Like, that's really who I just think. Because when he, him or Nate McCollum, I don't know, um, they didn't get really a big enough chance because they were sitting behind Kyrie the whole year or Kyrie McGowan. And, but both those guys are just fast as hell, shifty, good hands. Whenever they got the ball, it looked, it looked good. We just didn't get it to him enough. Um, if we get him healthy, just from everything we've heard and just his, physical attributes and everything i think leo blackburn has to be the guy yeah he was um he was a big recruit out of high school wasn't he yeah i mean he was technically like a tight end but he's like he's like six six maybe i think six five but um in fall camp he was abusing i mean that doesn't say much our defense have kind of abused the whole year but <laughs> he fair. was he was mossing everybody everybody like we get into the 10 yard line and we were throwing fades to him like he was baby Calvin out there and he, he was wearing number 21 just just bringing everything down and for two for a week and a half all we heard was Leo Blackburn Leo Blackburn oh my god this that like all of our guys that cover for rivals were watching the open practices and shit like holy shit we have not seen something like this at wideout then he goes up makes a catch comes down gets up and walks straight to the locker room didn't talk to anybody they're like where's he going torn ACL so Damn. I mean it, if he's healthy, I'd say it has to be Leo. You could, he's just such a mismatch. He's can absolutely burn. He's six, four, six, five. 
I mean, who knows what the real height is. Some say 6'6", six, 6'4", six, six, whatever it is. Just huge. And um, you can put him in the slot. He, he was technically a tight end. He played tight end in high school. You can line him up with tight end. I just – he has to be your guy where your production comes from. Um, obviously, he's not going to be like a freak, as in like Brock Bowers strength and all that shit, but I think we got to use him like a Brock Bowers where you can line him up in like a double slot or – and you can just use him anyway. You know what I'm saying? Just use him just like Kyle Pitts. Split him out in the slot. Just get close routes to him. Yeah, I think that's honestly <laughs> what we're going to do is just put him in the slot and just, just go. And we'll throw – if the defender's back is turned to the quarterback, he's essentially not there. Just throw, throw it up. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, to answer your question, my gut says Leo Blackburn. Um, if he's not healthy, which I think he will be, my next guy – Shit, <laughs> dog, I don't know. I'd go with Nate McCollum. Word. I'll be looking for old Blackburn next year. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> don't be don't get it confused with James Blackstrain, though. Yeah, James Blackstrain. Now he might play too. He's he was a four star receiver, but no, yeah. you didn't even mention him. Don't don't act like you thought about him now. <laughs> I don't on that whole thing and it mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't last train. This ain't you. I forgot that about guy. Him. He tore his ACL, so as well. So, yeah, um, yeah. But that, that was, that was prior. That was that was prior to prior to getting to Tech. So, I was, oh. that one that one wasn't on us. That was on him. Well, sorry you had to rehash the bad memories, but oh hey hey, <clears throat> someone's got to do it. I think I'm the only one that had bad memories, so. <clears throat> Um, we can save the we can save the nat, national champs for last. I can y'all can ask me questions. Perfect. I got one. <clears throat> why why are you still a Will Muschamp? <laughs> I'm not. Next question. I'm just here so I won't get fined. <clears throat> All right, real real question. Uh, I put on there. I was talking about like with Beamer just absolutely blowing your expectations out of the water in year one. I think he was first year coach of the year, wasn't he? Oh, coach of the year with Josh Heupel. No, I no. There's another one that's like out of all no, first yeah, year he coaches. Won, he won. He won another one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Out of all first year coaches around the around college football this year, he was he won the award for the best one. Um, okay. Yeah, he went hard, right? So, like, obviously, to keep that upward trajectory, what is one thing that you could look at from this past year and say this needs to be addressed first? Like whether that be like a coaching staff move or coaching or personnel or any scheme, whatever you want to call it. What's one thing that you look at and be like, all right, to take that next step forward, keep that upward trajectory, what do we need to address? Because I really don't know enough about Carolina football to to know. Um, what to address? I'm not really sure one thing. I mean, I would like it's rumored. Okay, okay, yeah. Give me Jacob's I, number I one. I think he. I think he no, already number did one, it. Number one Bradley, item. Though. Number one item on the wish list. Did you already get it? I guess that's a, a better way of asking. Well, it. I was. Well, I was just gonna say offensive line. There probably needs to be a coaching change there. There's a thought going around that our current coach is gonna step down due to health problems. Um, which I mean, you know, that's not good for him. But we probably could use a change there. Big for um, the program. But, but uh, other than that, I think, I mean, not getting too far ahead of ourselves, but 
to keep up the positive momentum, I think we need a really big recruiting class this 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 go round. Um, but we'll talk about that way more in the future. Um, but other than that, I mean, you know, Satterfield took a while to settle in, but it's, it seemed like he kind of got his feet under him um, at least a little bit. So obviously he's getting another year. So I don't, I'm not really calling for a change there. Defense, please keep all those guys. They did a great job. Um, personnel, obviously, you know, we, we had huge trouble at quarterback. Um, but we already went out and got Spencer Rattler. So, um, you know, oh. I mean. So you kind of kind of maybe already got that number one thing that needs to be addressed? Yeah, I mean, quarterback was definitely the number one thing <laughs> that we yeah. needed. Uh, it's it's crazy to think what y'all's record could have been with a quarterback. Yeah, I know. Y'all essentially didn't have a quarterback the whole year, no matter who you I put The in. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we might we might have won another game or two. Who knows? Damn, think but, about what Georgia could have done with a real quarterback too. <laughs> hey, Stetson, Stetson got a ball. I ain't gonna lie. I could have won a natty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was, but, I was being facetious with that. But um, yeah, quarterback, well, I guess was a fucking problem. But yeah, go. Um, this this is a good a good lead into my question because. Um, you know, because you're a Muschamp stand, I know that you're very familiar with this. But Muschamp had some some early success. I mean, he he was six and seven, went to a bowl game first year, uh, nine and four in year two, had a W in the Outback Bowl. I mean, I mean, so the thing is, is like obviously we're talking about Beamer continuing the upward trajectory, trying to get to like a nine and four type year next year or even better. So, uh, do you believe Beamer? is on a similar trajectory headed into next year. So do you think next year is the year that you kind of like turn the corner, go nine and four? Hopefully you don't drop off like Muschamp did after that, but. Well, yeah, that's, we're, that's. We're yeah, trying to keep that line. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So I would <laughs> have to say, yes, I, I believe that he's on this, on a similar trajectory, not, not to say that he's a similar coach in any, Shape, right. former fashion very short-term trajectory that's all we're just that's all we're talking about. all right let's cut to the chase here is shane beamer <laughs> will must champ must must champ light i'm just trying to figure out who jesus christ i like shane beamer way more I like shane beamer way more okay okay well that's that's what we need to hear. you know will must um, will must <laughs> could recruit you know he did fine with that but once he got farther into his tenure, you saw that he didn't build. You're saying very- Beamer's only winning because he has Muschamp recruits. <sighs> oh no, no, I'm not. That saying what you that. just said? No, Ooh. that's not at all. Not at all what I just said. I was saying that Muschamp could recruit, so he had some. You know, he had some early success there. Um, I mean, we had dudes like Debo, Brian Edwards, Shy Smith, or Trey Smith, all like going off. Not not really going is, off. Hey, is Hurst. Debo good at football? He's pretty good. Last I heard, someone told me that he was pretty, doing pretty good. Um, but, you know, you went, once we got into, you know, your, into the later years of his tenure, you noticed that he, he kind of – his, um, his foundation was pretty weak, and he didn't he – didn't, he wasn't building a great um, – you know, here's the culture word again, but he didn't build a great culture, obviously. Um, a lot of players were saying that it was more, you know – come here, 
go off, go to the NFL rather than like come here to win games. Um, so, but yeah, to get back to the question, hope, I mean, if we get nine wins next year, that'd be huge. You know, I'd be, I mean, so hopefully. No, I just, <clears throat> I just threw that one in there because I wanted to talk about Muschamp because we're focused on this past season. So we, we're not going to get too much into projections. So give me your, give me your defensive report card. So I want the defensive line, linebacker, and DB great. Hmm. Defensive line, I'll probably go. B plus. It's, it's either a B plus or an A minus. Um, you know, Kingsley and Abari had a, okay. had a had a really nice year. Um Zach Pickens had quietly had a really, really good year. Um Jabari Ellis obviously is a consistent guy in there. Um, so they were good. Um we could have I wish we did better in the run and stopping the run because we did a horrible job of that. Um that's really the only thing that's hurting the defensive grade at all. Cause linebackers probably give them like a C plus because of, because <laughs> of the run game. Um, and they then did D- what they could. And then DB, I honestly would give them a minus. Um, Jalen Foster <laughs> led the team in tackles, um, had five <laughs> interceptions, uh, three pass breakups. Cam Smith had 11 pass past breakups, which is like second in the SEC behind Roger McCreary, I think. Um, three picks, he had a good year. Um, and then just like these random guys that Beamer went and got from GMC, Marcellus Dial had a had a pretty good year at corner. Darius Rush is an older guy. Um, that was a wide receiver that converted over to DB and he actually played really well down the stretch. So yeah, I would go B plus for the for the defensive line. C plus for the linebackers, actually just a regular C for the linebackers, and then A minus for the DBs. Before before you go on to the next question, um, I'm going to give you a random stat after you oh. talked about your DBs. Um, oh, did you know that they were y'all's passing defense was seventh in the country? Yeah. At the end of the year. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I actually just was looking at my phone and saw a tweet about it. I don't know if I'm going to find it again, but. Interesting. I knew Cam Smith had a good year. I knew Jalen Foster had some picks, but. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, I knew they were good, but seventh in the I mean, country, it's, it's really damn good. I mean, we. we Well, DJ, DJ threw me for 99 yards probably didn't hurt. But that's like. <laughs> probably not. That wasn't even like, I mean, our, D, our DBs just did that. Like, we. There weren't many games that people threw out for over 200 yards. I mean, UNC got it in the last game. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell got 205, which, you know, whatever, that doesn't count. JT Daniels was the most productive quarterback on our DBs. He threw for 300 yards. He was the only one to break 300 through the season. So they had a really good year. Torian Gray, I mean, it was a patchwork job back there. Wait, he played more than the Clemson game? Huh? Yeah, bro. JT Daniels played more than the Clemson game? Yeah, I thought that was the only game he played in. Uh-uh. He played against wow. us. Wow. Mm, okay. He, Never he, mind. Continue. He went, he went off against us. Onward. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, remember that. Tory, that's why I said defense. We need to keep all those guys. Keep the whole staff. Tori and Gray, Clayton White, 
Jimmy Lindsay, they all You're telling really me nice JT job. threw for 300 yards in the number seven pass defense in the country? Yep. He sure did. Jeez. Okay. Don't get me started on that, bro. Keep going. All right. Sorry. But yeah, there are my grades. What do you what do you think? What do you think of that report card? <clears throat> I like that, it. Was it generous or stingy or I feel I, I feel pretty good about it. It might have been a little bit I feel like the defensive line might have been a little bit generous. Um okay. Because because the rush defense aspect of it. Um but then again, I'm basing it off of like the three or four games I watched before doing a preview. So I would have watched Tyler Beatty run all over y'all. <laughs> um Florida Florida just kind of quit. I mean, so maybe I don't have a good frame of things. But other than that, I mean the the corners you could have given them an A plus for finishing seventh in the country. That's very impressive. Um but linebackers are spot on, like you said. They're just not the fastest. So But they didn't, play, solid. they didn't they didn't play coverage is not bad. You know, Damani Staley came Right, they didn't for, play bad. Sherrod Green, our best linebacker, got hurt in the Georgia game, broke his broke his leg. He'll be back next year for his like his ninth year. Those thugs. Yeah. Super freaking, senior season. Yeah, I, I don't I think it's the sixth. I think it's the sixth year. But he'll be back. So that's maybe maybe that'll help. I don't know. We're recruiting pretty hard at linebacker, but that's getting into the future. Um, but yeah. All right, cool. Anybody else got a question? Um, not really. I'm, I'm gonna hop off this uh, next question that you have, Sam. Did you write this question? About Kevin Which one? Harris. Yeah, I did. Okay. So, Kevin Harris, obviously, last year, 2020, story of the year, had to be team MVP. Um, 1,300 yards or 1,100 yards, 15 touchdowns, like led the SEC in rushing. So, coming into this year, obviously, we're thinking you have him and we're going to add Marshall and Lloyd into this and we're about to go stupid. Yep. At least that, that was what I thought. That was, the, <clears throat> that was what everybody thought. So, I was like, we might have the best <laughs> running back duo in the country. And, well, was I was very you have a good argument, but um, so in 2021, he had 58% of the output on 82% of the volume. So, what I mean by that is he had he had 650 something yards on 152 carries, averaged like 4.5 a carry roughly. Last year, had 1138 on 185, so 82% of the carries from last year but only 60% of the production only had four rushing touchdowns this year opposed to 15 last year. So I'm curious to kind of know if there was something else going on with that. I know he had like a back injury early in the season. So I don't know if that was like a lingering thing or what it was. Cause by the end of the year, Zaquante White was by far the most productive back. And then you have Kevin Harris going to the freaking bowl game and look like he's look like he's marking on out there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just kind of curious, like, what was the story? Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I guess, kind of what happened. Yeah, I think it was a combination of a bunch of different things. Like you said, he had a a little back injury that he actually had a a minor surgery on. I don't know what the surgery was, but he had that in the offseason. And so obviously, you know, when you're dealing with the spine, um, it's, it's going to be a tough recovery. 
obviously, you know, Justin Ross broke his neck or whatever. It was tough for him to come back. Um, I mean, different. I, yeah, I, I, I think Ke- I think Kevin Harris' problem problem was probably in more in his lumbar, but um, that and then he was in COVID protocol at the beginning of the season. He didn't play the first game, was limited the second game. I think he was just kind of battling that the whole year. Never really got his feet under him, and then we were trying to get the ball. One, I mean, we never really. I mean, we didn't not feed him, but we were trying to get the ball to Desquandre White. We were trying to get the ball to Juju McDowell. We kind of were divvying carries out more as the season went on because, you know, you're not just going to keep running Kevin Harris if he's running for two yards a pop. Um, you got to figure out a, a, a way to a way to get yards another way. So he just kind of lost his carries throughout the season from not being healthy and not getting his feet under him. And then, obviously, when he got that time off to prepare for the bowl game, he, he showed – I mean, he, he looked like he did last year. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, it was just kind of kind of a tough year for him. <clears throat> but hopefully, he does good in the NFL. I can see him very easily being a Mike Davis clone <laughs> all over. That's yeah. exactly what he reminds me of. Yeah. Um. Probably yeah, a little like faster. Hand him, here's the ball. Go get me four yards. Yeah, okay, just kind of like kind of like the second or third guy somewhere that just like it just yeah. The me. dude that comes in and poaches the touchdown like ruins your day. Yeah. Fantasy, that kind <laughs> yeah. of <thing>. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah. But Divinity, you said you had something off of that. Um, yeah. Um there's just uh what um with well I mean we kind of just like brought it up. It was just about um Zakondra Wright and Juju. Um, do you think it's going to be like a, uh, is Juju going to be like your, you know, your third down receiving back or is it Condre is just going to be the, the, the workhorse? How do you, how do you think that's going to look after, after their production this year? Well, the Quandre is gone. He's going in the draft. Um, oh, he is? yeah, which is yeah, uh, you know, questionable decision. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, get while again's good, I guess. Um, I didn't. He I definitely, thought he was younger than that. I thought he was a sophomore. Thing. No, he came in yeah. as a JUCO guy, I believe. Yeah, he was at Florida State. They moved him to linebacker. He transferred to JUCO. Went off as a running back, then transferred to us. So who who is it now? Juju and who? Juju Marshawn Christian <clears throat> Beal whatever. So Juju so and Marshawn. It's gonna be Juju dude, and Marshawn. Dude from Wake Juju Forest. It's gonna be the third guy. So you think it's going to be – you think Marshawn's going to, you know, live up to the hype? If he doesn't, high school? Bill Smith's going to play. Yeah, we got we, we to hope so. I think – I mean, Bill Smith's going to play anyways. It's going to be a steady dose of them two, and then Juju's kind of the, the change of pace guy because he's tiny. He's like 5'6". Dude, he's so small. You're not you just gonna. Rattler, you can scheme him up. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, you put him in good you – know, he's not just going to be the guy that you're just – in first down, second down, just run the ball between the tackles. Yeah. That, that's going to be Lloyd. That's going to be Lloyd and, and Beale Smith, and then um, just just use uh, Juju like we did this year on like sweeps and little screen passes, and just kind of try to get him the ball in, in creative ways because he's fast and he's little, so he's really agile. Right, water bug. Yeah, he's like that little dude from Auburn that just yeah, but yeah, yeah. I he's mean, in Indiana now. Not getting too early into this, but the running back room next year is kind of 
a little scary. Not scary, but okay. That's the one word scary. Okay, pin that. We're gonna pin that. Scary we'll good or scary bad? <clears throat> no, we're just gonna leave that open for interpretation right now. Yeah, scary, okay. scary nervous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Beamer to the moon. Beamer to the moon. I got one more question. All right. Towards the beginning of the year, um, one can say Satterfield was on your hit list. Mm-hmm. Is he still on that list, or do you? Jake is riding with him now. No, he's riding with him after <laughs> the the last couple games. He's not. He's a, he's a must champ. He's a must champ guy. <laughs> I was just about to say he's not quite <laughs> riding with him like he's riding with Muschamp, but like, he's coming around. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's back, he's back on the nice list, I think. And I mean, obviously he showed, he showed changes down the stretch. He showed, you know, he schemed up some nice, especially in the bowl game. I mean, obviously that's not a sustainable offense for like you to play a whole season. Um, but it worked, it worked Should that game. And I mean, it, it worked. That, I, went I to mean, Zeb Nolan before you went to, to carry on Joiner. How crazy is that? Yeah, I know. But I mean, yeah, whatever. I don't I don't know. And the fact I that really ended up leading the team in passing yards on the year, crazy to me. Yeah. He also had the best completion percentage, but Luke Doty's not a bad quarterback. Everybody, I mean, he's not gonna play no more, but <laughs> what if he um... beats out? <laughs> I or forget. He gets hurt. I forgot what I was talking about. Or rather talking... quiz. What were we talking about? Gross. Spencer Goodlight. <laughs> Nothing. We're actually moving on Damn to another man. question. And that question is. I guess I guess Jacob has some uh we're gonna we're gonna go by the numbers here, right? Oh, we don't have to. That was just for fun, honestly. Oh, I was talking about Satterfield. That's what I was talking about. Um, yeah, he's he has done he did a pretty good job down the stretch. I mean he look like crap at the beginning you know I've, I've watched the games very in depth um and he definitely he definitely through the season was trying different things like it's not like he just had an offense and would just kept doing the same stuff and kept failing the same stuff like he was he kept switching it up and we found some things that we we found some success in and and stuck to that so and I mean you can't fault the guy too hard like he yeah, had Paul four, quarterback he had four different quarterbacks start a game for him and win. And I, I like if you add all the QB stats up, it comes out to 208 attempts or 208 completions, 355 attempts, which is 58% or 58.6% for, um, for 2,500 yards, 21 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, which that's, I mean, it's pretty average year for a quarterback. Um, I yeah. compare I compared him to some current quarterbacks. Obviously, this quarterback played the full season, and, and the South Carolina one's a combination of four different quarterbacks. But compared to it's Rocky, kind of impressive though. Compared to is. compared to Rocky Lombardi, I don't know if anybody knows who he is. Oh yeah, Sid, Illinois. Sid's Sid, very familiar with Sid, him. Sid knows who he is, and then fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, when you think about it, you can't blame Satterfield too too much. Um, the run game is kind of inexcusable, but who knows what all that was for or what all, you know, the reason for that was. 
also also um, i don't know schematically how much different our running was than with satterfield than it was with bobo last year when kevin harris went crazy but obviously bobo used a lot more um fullbacks which i don't know if it would have that much of an effect on it but maybe that's the only thing i could come up with never but, know yeah but never know um offense ranked 109 out of 130 that's it's not great um but let's, again, let's hear some of the let's hear some of the quarterback comparisons I'm, I'm curious about this 21 touchdowns 10 picks 2500 yards on 58 percent yeah so <clears> that's rocky, really not bad rocky lombardi 58 percent 2500 yards 15 touchdowns eight interceptions uh lane hatcher from arkansas state 58.9 percent so almost a 59 uh 2400 yards 19 touchdowns 13 interceptions um there were a couple more guys that were that were kind of close but um you know i mean if if we had one quarterback that had this year it would i mean it wouldn't have been a bad year shoot what what were hold on let me look what jake bentley i feel those look like jake bentley stats Speaking of super seniors, he's just burned into your memory, and he. <laughs> well, they just—they look like it looks like some stuff he would do. Okay, he was a little bit better. <laughs> Look, he threw more picks. In 2017, he had 2,700 yards, 62% completion, 18 touchdown, 12 interception. So I mean, kind of similar. Jake Miller year. No drop-off, really. But Satterfield's earned himself another year, and we'll talk about it again next year. <laughs> if, he, if we can't get, I mean, a, a, a good offense with Spencer Rattler coming in at quarterback, and then he won't have an excuse anymore. Yeah. You know, could so. a good offense going with Spencer Rattler, so. I mean, your offense is, you know. You I, was, know. I was just – Albeit the offensive line, everything else looks superb right now. Yeah, I mean, we got it. We actually have a lot of pass catchers coming back, which is unusual, or I guess as of recent, unusual. The running back room we already talked about, you know, you got Austin Stogner coming in, Jaheim Bell in the tight end room, all those. These, these, are, these are for another day. <clears throat> sure. We won't get too far into that. But yeah, hell of a year by we'll all the content right here for free. Yeah, that's true. Hell of a year by Beamski and the crew. Beamski and the boys. Dirty Beamski and the boys. Dirty Beamski and the boys. Okay, let's not call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, on to the na- national champs. Yeah, new, new, uh, dude, just drop these all as individual episodes. All right, well, it's time for me. I got to hit the bed. Um, now that we're <laughs> talking about Georgia, so. no, let's all just, right. I'll, I'll just, I'm just gonna put them all in one. It's not that Fair long. Enough. I mean, it'll be like it'll an be hour two and hours. Half. We're in an hour and a half right now. Divinity won't be long. All right, Divinity, make it quick. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. We're <laughs> no one, no one has some shit. Let's do I it. Mean, the, let's do it before this ends. All y'all see on social media is Georgia stuff, anyway, so I don't blame y'all. Um. <laughs> Um, well, y'all got questions. Hit me. All right. I'll, I'll start with the rip. <laughs> All right. So, boom. On this team, <laughs> on this team, there's so many different players that, like, you can talk about. Um, 
So outside of Stetson and his little his little story or whatever, um, <laughs> uh, who would you say is the most important player on the team to this past year? I, it could be like just a leader um, or just pure on the field performance, like one player that you feel like was super important. Uh, both sides of the ball or just overall? On the team overall. Um, get, that's a tough question because there's you so get many. one. <laughs> that's a, I had to make this question tough because I mean you get I, one. If I gave you top he's, three, you could. He you should could, listen to Kirk Herbstreit. We know where this one's going. Yeah, uh, I mean, if I gave you top three, you could give me three first round draft picks. So yeah, gotta, that's not fair. That's not you fair. Give me one. Well, yeah, yeah, it's Nicobe, hundred percent for the whole team. Yeah, I've, the I mean, whole team, absolutely. I mean, you saw. And if I wasn't saying to Kobe, honestly, um, another great leader is Nolan Smith. Um, they talk about him a lot in the locker room. Um, and he's coming but, back. Yeah, and he's coming back. But <laughs> Nicobe for sure. I mean, y'all saw um, what he does as a leader on the field. Imagine what he is like off the field in practice. Yeah, if he's dude, if he's tearing into Tyndall, you know, during the middle of the Alabama mid game, bro. Mid game, hurry up offense. <laughs> yeah. Bro, he was heated. That's what I texted. I said, uh, Nicobe is pissed. <laughs> and he got in his ass. The next play, Tyndall made that sack on yep. yeah, Bryce where they had to that, that's the interesting thing. If 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 Nicobe doesn't do that, do you think he makes that play? That's I don't I, know. He got his ass right though. <laughs> I mean I was about to he say was... he did though. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nicobe was definitely um the most impactful. Well, I mean shit, if Nicobe didn't cover cover the tight end on that one play that he messed up, then a band would have scored anyways. Yeah, I mean, if he, didn't, true. if he didn't pick up a little slack and hit him, you're right. I mean. So, bro, he's yeah. like, I'll make the damn play anyways, but, bro, get your <laughs> shit right. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Damn, bro, I got to do everything in this motherfucker, man. <laughs> he's one of those guys, you know, it reminds me of. Of Roquan, he's just the the captain. He's a dog, just a dog. A dog period. everywhere in every play. He's always <laughs> involved. He knows what everyone else is supposed to be doing. You know, those guys are hard to come by. Yeah. He's like yeah. Skowski if he was fast. That's how I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows what play you're running, and he's about to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I uh, think that's a solid answer, though. It is, and I had a, uh, I had sort of a similar question. I have a six-man award, somebody that we're not going to remember, like Stetson or Nakobe or Jordan Davis or any of the big name guys. The I want, I want the unsung hero, the six-man. Uh, I thought uh, this is a good question because it. Um, <laughs> I know it's a good question. That's why I asked. Two, two came, <laughs> two came to mind, but I would say the guy that no one realizes how much of an impact he was on defense is Devontae Wyatt. Yeah, uh, dude, he, that man's a dog. I was thinking he, him or Jalen Carter when I thought about this question. I was I was yeah. thinking one of those guys that rotates in and picks up Jordan Davis's slack. Devontae Wyatt too. graded out at like a 91 at the end of the year. Bro, um, went crazy. Bro, he, he's Grady Jarrett. He literally could be Grady Jarrett. He's, he's, he's bigger than Grady Jarrett, but 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 just go watch their film, dude. I like, know what you mean, though. He's quick, dude. He's <laughs> super quick. 
Um, but yeah, definitely Devontae Wyatt, dude. Because you know, obviously, all the hype's around Jordan Davis because he's big, but um, he's just big, bro. I just, just, bro. I just, I just realized that Adam Anderson was still playing when y'all played us. Yeah, it's crazy. He's still playing now, just under different circumstances. Well, he's getting played with. Um, <laughs> he's playing legal system, my butt. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Yeah. Ain't nobody so playing play the federal penitentiary. Ain't, no, <laughs> ain't nobody messing with that boy. <laughs> Unless y'all got another one from 2005 that was just as big that did the same shit in there. I don't know. Yeah, we got to we got to get off of that one. Yeah, yeah. we got to get um, off of that. But one. yeah, Devontae Wyatt was definitely <laughs> the guy that if if you were just an average Georgia fan, you wouldn't really you're not gonna really remember the casual. The casuals don't really know how far he was. Yeah. Exactly. If you mention the you. there's there's definitely fans out there they they might not even know who he is. That's true. I mean that's true. Um, be a lot, actually. Yeah, um, it, this, it they be, tweet they tweet we just won the natty and then oh, <laughs> Devontae they, they, Wyatt. No, there's their Snapchat story is them taking a picture of the TV screen of like the scoreboard at the bottom. We finally did it, and then yeah. Bro, did you see that play by Devontae? No, 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 no. I think you're talking about uh, Jordan Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Who's 95? Who? Devontae Wyatt. No, no, no. Good job, Jordan about... Davis. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. here we go. We got we got time for one more, right quick. So, at what point in the season were you like, okay, we're like we're actually good enough to go win this? Because I know at some point you let it happen, where you or the like the Georgia anxiety in you, you let it go for a minute. And you're like, oh boy. Uh, yeah, I know exactly that moment because, well, at first, to be honest with you, it, it went back and forth a couple times early in the season. At first, after we beat y'all, um, I was like, okay, and then we found out how poopy DJ that we were doo doo, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, maybe. Clemson isn't that good this year, actually. Um, and then when we beat um, Arkansas at home, I was at that game. We shut them out 37 to nothing. Drug them. And they were beat, top 10 at that point, too. Yeah, I think yeah. they were eight or something. But um, just being at that game and realizing how dominant that defense was, because that's when they were starting to come to form. Like, that was the first big game since we, you know, played y'all first and we were like, okay, this is a, this is a championship caliber, caliber defense right here. We have a chance to – I thought that know, all year too. Make a run for it. Um, so, yeah, it would have to be the Arkansas game for <laughs> sure. Because mm. they came in – they came in averaging like 200 yeah, they were, yards. Yeah, they were undefeated at that point. That's kind of what I was thinking, either that or Kentucky. Because Kentucky, I mean, basically the same thing. Yeah. They were ranked. They were pretty much the high point of their ranking. They came in, and y'all just completely shut. And we, everybody knew. We all knew <laughs> that Kentucky stood no chance. Kentucky was going to have, like, 49-yard rushing, yeah. you know, 100 yeah. yards passing with an interception. Like, they're not going to do anything at all. Yeah. So, I think they scored a touchdown on the backups or something. So, this is crazy. Georgia gave up 12 touchdowns on defense. That's crazy. The whole season they played more games than that. Yeah. Josh Van got one. Yeah, how, nice. many, how many how many minutes left? 
nuts. Too. I don't know. It was on y'all's starting corner at the time, though. Which one? Mm. Number nine. He uh, was still dude. he was still listed as a starter in the national championship game. Really? But, yeah. But Keely Ringo was obviously starting at that point. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. That was weird, but it was yeah. on. That's it, mean. it was on the starting corner, <clears throat> and he got cooked. And yeah, we that's lost, why. That's and why we, he's and gone. we lost by thirty something or however <laughs> however bad y'all beat us, but. Anyway, has to do it. All right, Davini, quickly give us a offensive report card. Grade QB, running back, receiver, offensive line, tight end. Mm, tight end <laughs> A plus. That's yeah, easy. Bingo, out of the way. Let's go. <laughs> Next question. What's, um, listen, what's understood don't have to be explained. Yeah. Um, running backs. I would say I would say A minus. Samir had his best year, didn't he? He went he yeah, had a good year. What do you have? Yeah. Like nine hundred yards or something? Did he get over a thousand? No, eight fifty. That's weak. Yeah, I would, I would say That's A minus. Weak. Um, what James Cook have? Seven twenty. Are you serious? Six point four average. James yeah, Cook, go crazy! Why? Why did y'all not want to give him the ball? <laughs> He has a mirror, bruh. Um, QB. Um, Up and down. <laughs> all over the place. I mean, this kid This kid had an interception against Charleston Southern and then wins a natty. It's crazy. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to have to give him an A- minus too. Yeah, I mean, you have he to. Really, have he, really, you have yeah. to have, yeah. he really have did to. have a good year, you know. Um, All right, quickly, offensive line. Um, B plus. Um, they started off rough. Um, Played well once they settled in, though. After yeah. uh, after a couple guys got hurt, honestly. Yeah, they settled in. Um, <laughs> shoot, and the natty uh, Sawyer moved to guard mid game. And we had a freshman uh, left tackle. So, uh, who's it, Broderick? Yeah. Mm, Holder. So, yeah. Um, the receivers, I mean, honestly, I would um, – I had a bunch of young guys out there. Um, I would say B. I want to be critical on them um, just because they're young. But they did pretty good for stepping up as freshmen. George Pickens – didn't play until the last couple of games. Honestly, really didn't do anything. Still, he had like two big plays. Um, Kyrus Jackson is an afterthought now. Lab McConkey took his place. Um, we do have good news though. Reed Gilbert is uh, working out with the team again. Oh, good. It's good. So, <laughs> Lovely news. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Yeah, we'll see if that actually turns into something or he'll never play football again. It's just one of those things. You never know until the season starts. Um, but, yeah, those are my grades. Tight ends, A-plus. <clears throat> running backs, quarterback, A-minus. O-line, B-plus. Receivers, B. Because, um, I mean, most of our offense production came from our running backs and tight ends. Yeah. 
very, yeah, we very don't, fair. We don't even need to need to ask grades for the defense. So just be, just no. be a brown. A, a, a. It's like mm. Jacob's report card in college. I wish. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um, any other questions, boys? I know Jacob has a good one. Yeah, I, I had one about. Um, Y'all threw the two A tight end 75 times, obviously, mostly Brock Bowers, um, 70 times this season. And over the past three seasons, you totaled 90. The past two were like 23 and 24. So, yeah, 20, like 23 and 24 or whatever. So, obviously, just a huge increase in use of the tight end. Do you think that's just because y'all got Brock Bowers and we're like, holy shit, we have to use this kid? Or do you think it was a conscious effort to – um, you know, to create mismatches. That's why Brock Bowers kind of started going off. I think it was a culmination of a couple things, actually. Um, first, I'll start with coaching. Um, Todd Hartley um, coming in as a tight end coach two years ago um, is arguably now, as we see, one of the best uh, – guys are recruiting tight ends um <laughs> so i think he is a big reason why darnell and brock bowers even came to georgia um and then to go off the offensive scheme todd munkin coming in last year um i think he is a better offensive coordinator um just off of you know, how we always say, get your best playmakers the ball. And I think he did that really well with Brock Bowers this year because yeah. Brock Bowers was the best playmaker on that field. And he got him his, you know, touches that obviously he deserved. So, and Brock Bowers is a beast. So, it, all came, and it, it just all came together. He went um, crazy. <laughs> he, yeah, I mean – like bottom like, line is Brock Bowers is a beast. So like you throw to him on accident and he starts scoring touchdowns. <laughs> when he, when he starts taking screens out of the slot to the house, yeah. But they were dude, they were very intentional about throwing him the ball against us game one. Exactly. He led the team in uh, targets, receptions, yards. Yeah. So so he's basically the only guy that JC Daniels would throw to. So do we think that's because? He just he was just going off and like in fall in, well, in camp uh, and everything. Well, part I know of, he was part of it has to be that he was going off because yeah. he's a yeah. monster. Well, he yeah. was because I had heard about it and I mentioned it on here. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and then he snapped. Sid but, brought Bowers. <laughs> but heard here first. Yeah, I mean, hey, this. this what can we if say? You, if you want, if you want to get the best, this is what you. This is the podcast you got to listen you, to. This but, is what you pay for, people. Best one okay. on the internet. My point is, and this could just be me being an outsider, but when your best fucking player is a tight end, you have to get him the ball. Yeah, it, it don't matter what position he is. He's your yeah. best player. If when your team's your, that good and your tight end is your best player, that's, inc- that's crazy. That's like Kyle Pitts. That's like Kyle Pitts. It's basically yeah. what it was, just just in line. That's Why about to be like Jahimbo. Like if my best he, receiver – He went full George Kittle as a freshman. If, if my best receiver is out – most of the year with a torn ACL and my best player is a tight end, why would I throw it to anybody else? Yeah. Makes a lot of sense, SEC, doesn't it? 
Literally in the SEC championship game, Bama was like, what the fuck are we going to do with this guy? <laughs> we can't cover him. We can't tackle him. Nobody yeah, can. He, we, so, we got, a, we so got a guy on good. him, and he still catches it, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. He's got I – mean, he's the most talented guy all around I have ever – Seen he doesn't even i mean he's obviously huge but he doesn't even look like he's he doesn't even look like that like he's like that like he just looks like a base. big he just looks like a regular big tight end you know but he's, I don't think he looks, he, he's just way faster and has crazy soft hands it's just if you it's watch insane if you watch his mannerisms and stuff though i don't think he knows he's like that either <laughs> I think he's just like shit, man. We out here. That's part, <laughs> like, that's part of what makes him dog, look like. Dog, we're, you're we're out crazy. here. Dog, you're snapping, bro. Like you're crazy. Right, he's he's probably sitting he's out, in, in, in his the crazy room thing right is now. He's he's out there blocking his ass off. Yep. Yes, dude. He can do it all. He's probably sitting you, there right now, and I'm like, dang, animal. I really snapped this year. I can tell you, he doesn't know that he's like that because his celebrations suck. He don't know how to celebrate. He's like, I mean. I don't trust me. They're gonna teach him this summer. That just tells me they're gonna teach him something. Brock, Brock Tavius is gonna learn something this summer. He's gonna have to get you a swag, and he's gonna come back with some armbands. Like he breaks, he breaks thirty tackles, gets the end zone, turns around, looks at everybody like, "What I do?" Like, hey, if he don't, if he don't come back and get number zero after Darnell leaves, (laughs) but this. There's literally no point in Darnell staying. If he stays at this point, it's just because he's like listening to some bullshit. I guess he could go to Bama though. Bama needs a tight end. Yeah. Bama needs a tight end bad. Mm-hmm. That was that was the initial rumor was that he's going to Bama. We'll see why he wouldn't. They'd love to have him. I mean, I can understand him staying for spring ball. Maybe he thinks you know Brock's gonna get hurt between now and then or something. But jeez, <laughs> if, if he does <laughs> morbid. Well, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that's his only chance of getting significant playing time. Yeah, I, I know. I'm not saying that's what he's hoping for. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I, I could see no other reason. That was really messed up what you said. Yeah, it is. You should definitely apologize. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to do that. But Oh, wow, okay. But um, I'm just saying, like, Darnell, dog, I, it ain't happening there, brother. <laughs> I mean, you're one year older than – Ben Brock, and he's out there just snapping. Yeah, and he's already – he's the best player on your entire team. Yeah. Divini, like, what do you think about that? If you – if you here's here's what I really want to know. <laughs> Off of a loaded team, we're including defense. I need you to give me your top five players. This is how we're going to end this season of the podcast. I need you to give me your top five players off of Georgia this year. From the Natty Champs? Yep. From the Champs. From the champs. Bro, In order, number five. Give me number five. Yes, the same team that won the national championship. We know. <laughs> you, you mean the national you championship? Mean, you mean the team that played this past year or the national champions? Like, where, <laughs> the, the natty champs? Yeah, the formerly fighting 1980s. <laughs> um, hmm. Mark Bauer, number one. We're starting at five. We're starting at five. Yeah, we're starting. Um, well, I mean, it's your it's your answer. You can take it whatever direction well, you want. I'll let Davini think on this, and I'll give my five real quick because I really don't know 
jack shit. Perfect. So, Rattle them off. Uh, my five, Stetson Bennett's got to be just because. Got to be. Yeah, I like that. Got to be. Number four, Jordan Davis, big leader, big motherfucker. You lost the okay. <laughs> I like the I like the placement. I like the placement yeah. there. Four. Yeah, at four. All right, number three, we're going to go with uh, shit. I'm blanking. Now there's so many good guys. How do I? I'm going to go with, honestly, this might be a shocker, but Lewis Seen for sign, however you say it. Dude's a okay. dog in the secondary. Was okay. always looking you got to have con- him. Always looking for that contact. Him. You got to have him. Number two. Number two, I'm going to go with Brock Bowers. And number okay. one, I'm going to go <laughs> with Kobe Dean. Yeah. Perfect. That's very similar to what I would have. I like, I like that it. list a whole lot. I like it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw a wrinkle in there on you all. Um, just because of I would, of I would production. literally just trade a different D lineman out for Jordan Davis in that list. Yeah, put Devontae Wyatt on there instead of Seen, and that's my list. I just like Lewis Seen. Like, I wish we had somebody in our secondary that was like, I don't give a damn. I'm going to knock myself out. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> He's well, he, he reminds he me of Richard LeCount. They have absolutely no – they have complete disregard for their body. <laughs> they do not – Bro, bro that's what you want bro. from a safety. That is they know you want. have to have. He, took, he single-handedly took Kyle Pitts out of the game last year. And he took himself out at the same time, but he didn't care. He said, listen, we're about to hit each other in the face, man, (laughs) going full speed. You're about to come over the middle, and I'm going to destroy you and myself. Yeah. (laughs) Man had no helmet on, was sitting there, looked confused as shit. But Kyle Pitts took the worst of it. They both were just like, we done. Divinity, do you have your list? That's the guy you want by there. Yeah, I have my list. list. All right, and here we I'm, go. Number five. Top five players. The mailman is not on it. Oh, oh hot take. Dude, what yeah. is it with you against Stetson? You refuse yeah. to acknowledge that he's playing well. And you never even apologize to him like you were going to. No, hey, no, he doesn't I, owe I, anybody I said, anything. I look, I've I've come on this That's podcast. True. That's true. I've, I've said he did fantastic for he came in, played a great last two games it was great great it's story. hurting Davidi to compliment this son of a bitch he, it's, yeah. uh, it, he's he, good he played great good oh, two. <laughs> yeah. maybe two games he played oh, he played good at the end the playoff was really good he he did what he had to do so i'll give him respect for, i'll give him respect for that he did what needed to be done um okay top five starting at number five man I have Lewis Seen. Okay. Okay, Sid. Nice pick with Seen at four. Look at Sid. Sid knows more about Georgia football than he's on. Number four. Sid, you weren't too mad about that game either. Hmm. I got DK at number four. Yeah, DK at four. Okay. Okay. He didn't give up a touchdown all year. Crazy stat. Oh. Well, so the secondary team, ball in right now. When a team has 0.5 seconds to throw it. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Um, if uh, Adam Anderson played the whole year, he would be on the list, but uh, he's not. Um, so, number three. Why do we keep bringing Adam Anderson up, dude? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> number three. Hey, so, did you put, did you put like a DNF next to his name? Did not finish, like, honorable mention. Well, asterisk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's an asterisk. <laughs> Anderson. Yeah, number number three would be um, 
almost He's like it says, it'd be, it'd be Jordan Davis, Brock, and then Nicobe. Well, you heard okay. it here first. Sid knows the most about Georgia football on this podcast. So there you go. Yeah, I like Sid's list better. Sid's, to be honest with you, Sid's, if you you did you you left Stetson out. That Sid's feels so low key a Georgia fan. Oh, dude. Hundred percent. Hey, I have I have evidence of him saying "Go Dawgs." So, like, Mm. Mm. I don't know if you I don't know if you have evidence, but I do. I'm out on that one. All right, this one took forever. This is fun though. Let's do questions more often. Yeah, it did. Remember when y'all said South Carolina was going to win three games? Hey, I already said. I already said said four. I already said I was dead wrong. Hey, remember but, when, but also, also when I made my prediction, I forgot y'all played Troy, so that was just stupid on my part. I just fucked myself there. So you, you remember, y'all remember when y'all said Kirby Smart was another Mark Rick? He is. Yeah. Okay. He, he is. is. He still is. <laughs> yeah, he is. Right. He's just not a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>